what 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 what, what cheapo booze did you get? But went to Aldi, got a like a ten pound bottle of gin and a ten pound bottle of whiskey. Nice. Mix them up. I've got a twenty pound bottle of <laughs> your whiskey. Your whiskey. Oh no no oh no no juice. <laughs> That's good. Uh-huh. No, no juice. Naughty Ribena. Naughty Ribena. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Oncast. My name is Dom. That's one half of the Oncast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. In this episode, we're continuing our quarantine catch-up by talking about Jumanji, The Next Level, starring Dwayne Johnson, Karen Gillan, and Kevin Hart. And Jack Black. And Jack Black. And, and Danny DeVito. Danny Glover and Danny DeVito. And, and the kids. N- Nick Jonas and some inoffensive teens. <laughs> Who um, are all at least in their mid to late 20s. Oh yeah, 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 and they're, they're, they're you know they're thirty years old, and yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a bit, we weren't planning on doing this one, but this was another one where it came out um, sort of December. It came out around the same time as um, Rise of Skywalker, I think. Um, it came out sort of December, or it, like it came out. Did it? Box, I thought it yeah, came Boxing out Day. way later. No, no, it came out like right at the very end of the year, and it was like uh, Boxing oh. Day, I think, because they, because part of it they do sort of highlight the fact that it's, they're coming home for Christmas is kind of the conceit of it, isn't it? Right. At the very beginning. And at the I very definitely end, paid attention to that. You didn't pay any attention to this at all, did you? I did. <laughs> like, I'll explain some uh, more about that in a bit. But Okay, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, this is, so this is what this is. This is the sequel to the reboot of Jumanji. So they made, obviously, the original Jumanji was the Robin Williams film from the 90s. They then made this new one called Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle with uh, The Rock and Karen Gillan and this whole cast. Um, and that was, what, two years ago? About two, tw- uh, 2017? Yeah, like that. Um, everyone, it was generally very well received and made a lot of money. So they then made this sequel. We didn't get a chance to see it at the time because there was lots of other stuff out. Um, but we've you now were caught up on it. busy being enraged by Star Wars. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Um, so... Yeah, then we so we we took the opportunity. Now it's out like digitally, and we're all you know at home catching up on the stuff we've missed. Yeah, we've um, caught up on it and watched it. So, what do we think of Jumanji: The Next Level? Uh, I had a lot of fun with it, to be honest. Like it's the same as the first one. It's like pretty inoffensive. Yeah, but it's fun. Like I was a bit concerned going into like you and I spoke about this at length when there were rumblings of. Jumanji being sort of in inverted commas remade, mm. but it's not technically being remade, is it? It's a sort of no. a as well as spoilers for this one. In a tiny, tiny little way, it definitely is a sequel. Yes. So, um, yeah, one of the things that I enjoyed was I, I had really fond memories of Jumanji from when I was a kid. And then this sort of the rock one came along and I was like, hey, this is seems terrible from the outset, but it's actually quite a lot of fun. It's really, yeah. really self-aware in no way, shape or form takes itself seriously. Has a really nice like nod to uh, like the originals. Uh, and I kind of thought that that was going to be it. I thought it was just going to be like a one and done. Just here's another Jumanji. You get another one in thirty. Don't years when. be ridiculous. <laughs> On what planet would Sony make a movie? Yeah, but with, with starring the biggest movie star in the world, The Rock, and expect it to be one and done. In what fucking planet? Honestly, I genuinely just thought that'll be it. I didn't know. I didn't because because it because it was just a generic Hollywood picture thing i was just yeah. like oh no, a, ge- a generic a generic hollywood picture thing these days needs to start if if not a franchise then a cinematic universe but at the very least a trilogy or a, you know a set of trilogies that <laughs> can then get rebooted again and this has kind of done both right like yeah so yeah it's yeah it's really fun and it's yeah like honestly i didn't know if it made tons of money i still haven't checked i was just like it's something that i put on one day quite enjoyed it and didn't think about it again and then they're like oh hey there's a sequel yeah 
but never, but didn't even like when I was like, Hey, there's a sequel. Wasn't that excited about it. I was just like, Oh, there is a sequel. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's kind of like generic Hollywood fare for me. It's like, yeah, it's interesting that normally I wouldn't give a fuck about anything like this, but for some okay. reason they've made it and I really, and I do actually quite like it. Jesus Christ. The first one, the, sorry, the first one, i.e. the first one with The Rock, Welcome to the Jungle, made almost almost a billion. What? 962 million worldwide. Fucking hell. No wonder they made it. And then the second one did seven, almost 800 million. Jesus. Yeah, they're big, mate. People love The Rock. You put The Rock in it and they all go well, out. The and Rock see, and Kevin Hart. So Yeah, Kevin Hart as well. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Um, and Jack Black, like it is a stacked deck, and it's a really good that that core like quartet of actors playing off each other is great. Yeah. Um, I guess my issue with it, so I think that yeah, both this new one, the next level, which we'll get on more to in a bit, and the first uh, Welcome to the Jungle, are fine for what they are, and they're good vehicles for those actors. They get to play against type, they get to do different things, um, which is really fun and enjoyable. But for me, I just wish it wasn't called Jumanji. Yeah, I just wish they called it something else, and because the central conceit of it is that they get sucked into a video game. Yeah, which doesn't it doesn't really bear that much resemblance to the original Jumanji? Because in the original Jumanji, which I did actually rewatch for this, mm-hmm. um, because it is on Netflix, I just put it on this morning. I fucking love the original Jumanji; it's so good. It's, um, it's a banger, isn't it? Like it's yeah. genuinely like one of those kids' classics that you think you you forget yeah. how good and it is. It's exactly the kind of film I was talking about last week or whenever we did the last episode was Sonic the Hedgehog. And that's what I liked about Sonic the Hedgehog is that it felt like a throwback to the 90s movies. Yeah. Where it's like something, you know, it's something extraordinary happening to normal people is that Mm -hmm. that's the the conceit of these kind of things. And so in the first, yeah, the original Jumanji, it was normal kids and normal people and a normal town getting attacked and like having this... um, uh, board game invade their lives and they yeah. have to then overcome it whereas the new movies are the <laughs> they go into the game don't say as themselves they become these ridiculous cartoon characters like video game characters so like the little the, the nerdy guy becomes the rock yeah and, like, and so he's already like okay so you're talking they're fake avatar people in a fake avatar world Whereas the original was real people in the real world with fake avatar scary shit coming at them. It's like, well, that's complete, two completely different things then, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's, it's a very, like, the stakes are different. The whole tone and the feel of the whole thing is completely different. I'm like, well, if you're going to do that, then don't just shove the name Jumanji on it. Call it something else. Mm-hmm. Call it something else, and then you can lean more into the whole video game aspect of it. Yeah. Which is fun. Like, I love the whole, the NPC thing where they, they the NPCs can only say certain things. They've only got their one line. Yeah. Or, um, or a couple of lines, at least. They just say the same thing. Welcome to Jumanji. Thank God you're here. Just <laughs> like, it's been so long since we're here. You must do, and then, oh, what's, what's happening? We're in a cutscene. Like, yeah. Like, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like there's a lot of room and there's a lot of parody that can be made out of computer game stuff that I feel like they don't necessarily capitalize on. Um, and you look at stuff like um, that Ryan Reynolds film's coming out soon, Free Guy. Yeah. Like Free like, Guy is like a bit of a throw up about like Fortnite and stuff, isn't it? Because it's all set yeah. like a battle royale game. Yeah, but all like um, Ready Player One. Yeah. Stuff like that, where they, they get video games and it's that's the whole conceit of it. I feel like you could have made something like that with this cast. Mm. And it would have been just as good because the, the strength of these movies is that cast, is that central cast. God, of, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, and it's like, um, almost largely framed on the chemistry between like The Rock and Kevin Hart because Karen Gillan and Jack Black tend to do their own thing within that. They do, but like, yeah, like Jack Black, like particularly in the, in the first one of these where he basically spends the whole movie playing like a cheerleader. <laughs> sorority girl um, has a lot of fun with that and then in this in this second one he plays black I don't know if it's okay uh, yeah that's something I is had it all right? I was or... like I don't know if I'm okay with this but at the yeah. same time I presume that it wouldn't have been ma- massively concerned because like The Rock and Kevin Hart are both producers on this film yeah so 
I like I th- I think it might be a bit of white man's guilt in that we're like I don't think we should be laughing at that. <laughs> but at the same <laughs> yeah, time, true. if The Rock and Kevin Hart have been like, no, it's okay. Like we've yeah. kind of given the the sign off. Yeah, yeah, it. true. But it's like, it's, but every every now and then he'd say something. So yeah, in this one. I get the basically the the idea of these two movies again is they're about like kind of like body swap comedies. Yeah, is like the central again, which has absolutely nothing to no relation whatsoever to the no. original Robin Williams movie. There's no, no body swap. Like if Robin Williams, imagine if Robin Williams got sucked into the board game and then suddenly he was the Rock. <laughs> and then he, well, he may that. have been, you know. <laughs> well, no, no, he wasn't because then he came back out. He went in as a little boy, came back out as Robin Williams with a massive beard. He didn't come out as the fucking. <laughs> Bravestone, Dr. Bravestone or whatever. Like, if he had, he probably wouldn't have had a problem with it. Smolder Bravestone. Yeah, and that's why, like, in the, when they try and link it in and say, oh, yeah, Alan Parrish used to live here. I'm like, no, this does not seem like the Jumanji that he got trapped in. I'm sorry, <laughs> like, there, like, there are other people The here Jumanji fucking... that Alan Parrish got trapped in was a fucking nightmare world. Exactly, and then when it comes into the real world, it's fucking scary. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. That's what I want. Um, but, we're, yeah, whereas this, it's like, no, the the game they got transported in is like oh it's like uncharted or whatever there's like you can go and buy provisions from a place there's a market there's loads of people there's a it. clothes, clothing store yeah it's like it's massively populated there's people on like one of the first things they like come across is like guys with machine guns and stuff like coming after them it's just like yeah this well, is like the motorcycle like, chase isn't there like yeah um but to be fair like i get that it's like a reimagining for like a modern realm so it's like yeah. we are looking at the difference in when it was made video games weren't to any any requirement the scale that they are now or even were then like a few years back when you know when this film was brought out yeah you know board games were the bigger thing and like like video games weren't as dramatic like you played on a video game for a little bit you died after a few goes and then you were like okay well i can't save it i can't do anything else i can't go online i can't yeah. choose this can't do this it's totally I feel like, different i feel like for me like a truer sequel to jumanji would have been like say like like using like game night yeah imagine them like a bunch of adults because people like board games are still like a big thing now do you know what i mean like but imagine yeah. if instead of getting sucked into the game world the game world comes out of the board game that's like and so suddenly in your living room you've got you know whatever it is you have to be playing make it like a, a dungeons and dragons type thing and then suddenly there's a horde of like of and you and you just the mild that the people like you know jason bateman's character in game night has to deal with all the shit coming out of the board yeah. game like that would have been a sequel to jumanji do you know what i mean yeah whereas what they did was something else i'm like we'll just call it something different anyway yeah i get, <laughs> i do get it like Forgetting that, for I a never second, even about... really like thought about it that much. I was just like, "Oh, they've just called it Jumanji just to sell it." Like, it's yeah, but that, that's my point. It's, exactly, that's my point. It's, it's like trading on um, known IP, isn't it? Yeah, and I feel like with, when you have a cast like The Rock and that, you don't need an extra element of tapping into people's nostalgia and making them remember Jumanji. You can just call it something different, launch a new franchise with that cast. But like the way Hollywood is now, they're so scared to do anything new. It has to yeah. be based on something previous or based on a book or based on an existing IP. So they yeah. can't do it. So they just go, well, we'll call it Jumanji. Make it a Jumanji sequel. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I genuinely do get it. It's just, honestly, <clears throat> in the, the most respectful way to both yourself and everybody involved, it, I didn't even give it that much thought. No, I, I've obviously given it way too much thought because I'm trapped here. And I, I, I <laughs> You're in out. Jumanji. I need to get out of this fucking house. Uh, <laughs> in lockdown, man. Fucking lockdown. I, I know I've thought about it more than probably any of the people involved in the making of the movies have. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm very aware of that, Tom. I get it. But anyway. Um, That's good. Yes. We need yeah. critical analysis. We need deep thought. <laughs> on the Jumanji franchise no, and, and the perspective of how this could be improved and developed <laughs> upon and just overall the social uh, social impact that it might have had on the board gaming industry. Is that why there was a great decline? You know, <laughs> is, that, is that why eventually video games won the race over board games? Do you think that it was Jumanji that caused it because it caused a fear? You know, the was, was there a pandemic of fear that was caused by the Jumanji film that came out and post that Zathura? 
No, I don't think because that. people I were think... afraid, and then they were like, and then they were bored. And they were no, like, well, the Thor is a bottle Look, episode, as you referred to it before we when we were chatting before we were on air. Look, I think these, are, these are all valid topics that you need to think about at length and <laughs> put and put like a dissertation together and explain this to the rest of the group. Look, all I know is The Rock doing an impression of Danny DeVito for an hour and a half is quite funny. Uh, do you know what I think the best thing about this film is? Kevin Hart think, being Danny Glover. It's yeah. legitimately one of probably the best thing that I've ever seen him do. Yeah. I like Kevin Hart. I think he's great. I think he's hilarious. But Kevin Hart playing Danny Glover is just fucking brilliant. Yeah. So that's, that's an the big absolute difference. Absolute career maker for me. He Absolutely. needs to be Danny Glover for the rest of his career, and I will pay <laughs> to see every film he does twice. Okay, that's great. I mean, I've got another one in terms of the body swaps stuff that I think I stole it for me, but we'll get to that in a minute. So basically, yeah, like I say, the, the biggest thing about these these um, movies, the rock movies, is that it's people who shouldn't be in their avatars in their avatars. So you get the rock playing like a nerd in the first one. And then like so basically what happens in the first one is like the breakfast club type thing. They're all a bunch of kids get sent to detention, then go into this game and then yeah. they end up like the popular girl becomes Jack Black and the um, yeah. and the nerdy girl becomes Karen Gillan and they just they swap basically the nerd becomes cool and the fucking and the and the jocks become nerds and then yeah. in this second one to mix it up they then bring in this element of having a different generation in in here so they have the <laughs> grandfather so they have one of the main characters from the first film his grandfather and his old business partner played by Danny DeVito and Danny Clover in the real world get sucked into the game and then they end up being the rock and kevin hart yeah hilarity ensues and that is great and they have this whole thing of then you have the the added element of comedy in this which is like the younger guys having to explain to the older guys that they're in a video game <laughs> and how that works who's and like, jumanji who's jumanji are we in florida and just lots of that going back and forth because they just can't get their heads around it. And it's like, we've all had versions of that conversation where we're trying to, as patiently as we can, explain a bit of technology to a parent or a grandparent or whatever. I had yeah. one yesterday, which drove me mental. Um, <laughs> trying to reconnect Spotify to an Echo Dot whilst oh, not being no. yeah, over the phone. Whilst When you're on the phone to the person and can't look at the phone and they can't look at the phone, it's very, and the problem that they have. I had on- a similar thing. I honestly I had a very similar thing yesterday. My dad phoned me up and asked me for help because he wanted to sign up to Skype. Yeah. So that they could have a family so you- Skype chat. And <laughs> exactly. I did what every loving son did, uh, which yeah. every loving and caring son does. It says, said, that's great, dad. Uh, leave it with me. I'll call you back in 15 minutes. I set it up, gave him the login and the password, and that was it. I didn't have to worry about any of the other stuff because if it gets too complicated, I yeah, and that, that is the normal just response. A terrible just, son. Absolutely, and my normal response would always be to just go around and do it myself. But yeah. we, but given the current situation, we're not allowed to do that, <laughs> so we have to do everything over the phone. Um, but yeah, I feel like actually, in a roundabout weird way, this Jumanji movie by having that element in it is kind of quite timely for the moment because yeah. given the fact that all our parents and stuff are having to learn how to do all these video calling stuff. Mm-hmm. and we can't go around there and fix their tech for them that frustration of trying to explain to an older person how something works is very very re- relevant at the moment and so yeah. it was it having that in a movie is actually really funny yeah yeah but um, also one of the things that i really enjoyed about it is like like you say is like having these people work against type and play it yeah. in that way but um <clears throat> to slightly get to the story that i was mentioning to you about all right, yeah, so Tom's got a story about him watching this movie, so I want to know about this. So I started watching this film the other night, and um, uh, my girlfriend and I sat down to watch it because we were both genuinely like, yeah, we do want to see the new Jumanji film, so let's rent this and get going. So we started watching it. About 40 minutes in, my girlfriend fell asleep. Standard. So I was like, okay, uh, you can go. To, why don't you go to bed? Uh, which she did. Uh, so, but at 40 minutes in, so we've just seen the start of right them getting into the world of Jumanji, and we've seen right the body swap first part. Yeah, 
Yeah. So we've seen that and we're like, okay, this is what we're getting used to. And then I fell asleep about 20 minutes later. So about an hour in sleep. Now about that sort of time, spoilers, there's a second body swap. Oh yeah. They re they all reconfigure and put the, the right people in the right body sort of thing. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. But there's also bits where there's a change where there's like an extra body swap as well between two of the other characters. So when I'm falling asleep and waking up and falling asleep and waking up whilst all this is going on, I'm fucking bewildered by this film. (laughs) My brain is fucking fried watching this. I was under the impression that this was a ludicrously complicated film where there were like converging timelines about different things happening in different places with different people. And, and then I was like, and then me being me hopelessly overthinking it and making things complicated because I don't have a normal brain. I was like, Oh, maybe they're talking about different save games. Oh, maybe they're different talking about like Nick Jonas and the other girl are are playing different characters, but then they've got connect into that game so they can do this, that or the other. And then I was made this film far more complicated than it needed to be. That it became some sort of weird sort of, I don't know, like Matrix-esque crossover period where different plugins and different people were working in different ways. And I'm like, oh, this is this is like altered carbon. We've got people being re-sleeved. We've got <laughs> things going on here, left, right and centre. Honestly, this film fucking blew my mind as I was watching it the other day. Yeah, because and you were then, falling, you were in and out of consciousness. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe in order in order to get the best out of them, the best experience out of um, Jumanji the next level, I recommend falling asleep intermittently throughout. Yeah, falling <laughs> asleep at key points. Because <laughs> if you do it that way, it will blow your mind. Yeah, it will blow your mind. You'll be like, "This <laughs> is fucking. This is like uh, the Odyssey combined with the Matrix, combined with altered carbon." But all in this funny sugar-coated shell, and then you'll watch it um, <laughs> this morning or last night. You'll watch it at some point again. You'll be like, "Oh, oh that's, that's what it was. It's <laughs> no, not it's... that complicated." Danny Glover, no. the horse. Now I, we need to talk about that. Maybe we have to do a little spoiler tab because there's a decision made that does genuinely blow my mind and we might have to count that later um, yeah, of course we do but yeah so basically that's that's the premise again they do they play a lot more with the whole body swap thing in this so although you got that initial thing of the the old men being kevin hart and um and the rock the rock i don't i don't know why i completely blanked on that kevin hart and the rock um you then have multiple people. So people like, so Spencer comes in wanting to be the rock again. It ends up being someone completely different. They have Aquafina. Aquafina? Aqua? 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 Look, I don't know. All I know is she's got one name rather than, and that really bugs me. I don't know why. It just does. What about Prince? Yeah, Prince, Zendaya, fucking anyone who's got one name. It just fucks me off. Just, I don't like, why are people named after fucking like nightclubs? Just be a, like, This is something I never knew about you. You're just blind rage of people's names. Would you like anyone who just yeah would like McG? What do you oh, mean no, your but, name's Well, McG's a cunt anyway. Yeah, but what do you mean your name's McG? What do you what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? No, no, Starring... no, 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 no. Right. There are lots of people in this that, that can be justifiably given like, like single naming themselves because they've like made a career out of it. McG is clearly one of those people that thought the name McG is really cool and just insisted that everybody calls him it. Yeah, all right. But I don't understand how, like, because Zendaya and Aquafina, uh, uh, Aquafina, however you're supposed to do it, they just arrived and started their careers at that point when they were already yeah. at a single name. Do you know what I mean? So, like, they, I didn't know who Zendaya was until Spider-Man. But then she was, oh, it turns out she was in loads of Disney shit before. I was like, right, okay. At what point did she decide to just drop whatever pretense of having a normal human name then? When did she decide she was big enough to do that? No, like, yeah, that's that's what got her to where she is. It's that it's that confidence that she has. Yeah. Anyway, and she's not, yeah. like she walked into like the Disney casting office when she was like six years old, and they're like, 
oh, and what's your name, little girl? And she was like, Zendaya. And they're like, Zendaya what? And she's like, and just looked at them. And they're like, oh, shit, this girl means business. Like, <laughs> anyway. This is, mean... this, this, this is franchise. This is like franchise building confidence here. You know, we can, we can lean into this. We can get out and, to work. Yeah. True. Like, and Hollywood being Hollywood. E. <laughs> Hollywood being Hollywood. She's now got the enviable position of being Spider-Man's girlfriend because that's how female <laughs> like, badasses yeah. get cast, apparently. Yeah, um, exactly. That's it. That's who but, she is now. Yeah, so what's good in this is that they, they do the body swap sort of twice. So later on, everyone gets to swap all over again and cut, and be who, either who they were in the first movie or be someone else completely different. Um, because yeah. they, they then get an opportunity for her. Like, so I think my favourite person doing the impression is actually is Aquafina doing her um, Danny Danny video. Video. Okay. So good. She's so good. She's like, <laughs> like that because at first she was just like, she was the nerd guy from the first movie. And he's like, oh, so now I'm a burglar who gets very nervous burgling people. It's like, right, that's not ideal. <laughs> right. I, I'm the skinny one who's who's good at sneaking around and has allergies. So I'm basically myself. Yeah. It's like, this is no good. I wanted to be the rock. It's like, because that was one of the fun things in the first one. It was like the, a nerd discovering the joys of being the rock. Yeah. Can you imagine just. Imagine one day you woke up and you were the rock. What do you mean? Or you're just the rock. And he looked and he's like, oh my God, look at the size of my arm. Like, <laughs> yeah. just like, or like when he like punches someone and then you go flying through the roof. And he's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aquafina being this like little old Italian man. Imaginally Italian man. Imaginally Italian. What? What's going on? <laughs> just having a really good time with it. That was my favourite of all the swapping that went on, I think. One of the things that I enjoyed so much more about this was having seen Danny DeVito be full, like, monstrous sociopath in um, It's Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny. Yeah. And then seeing him in this because it's like, you just like I'm just imagining the fact that he's really, really annoyed that he hasn't got his gun on him. <laughs> so anyway, I just started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what's quite good is that yeah they get so like the Rock gets a there's a fight sequence at one point where he gets to beat up a massive load of guys. At that point, it's Danny DeVito in the Rock's body. But you yeah. get that sense that it's Danny DeVito. I've always wanted to be able to do this, and now I can because I'm, I'm yeah. the Rock. And say, come on, bring it on! And it's the Rock doing this like little Italian angry man inside the Rock. <laughs> it's, like, it's so good. Yeah, but also, like one that. of the things that I enjoy about this is is that it, like, it's clearly made by people that understand video games. Yeah, because it is that point. As I was sort of explaining it to my girlfriend, I was like, "This is what happens to me in a lot of video games that I play," and you'll v- vouch for this, like. Uh, we're supposed to go in like quiet and sneaky, but then I you do something a, like I drop a helicopter on them. helicopter on them. You always drop a fucking helicopter <laughs> on them. I have to clean it after you. <laughs> and then I use my like the loudest gun that I've possibly got, mm. which is great. But then it's like every now and again it gets to one of those things like in this where it happens where it's just this endless stream of villains to punch, and you're yeah. like, oh, I might have, I might have gotten in trouble here. At that point, but you just, just bail out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back when I was like, I'm just going to drop a helicopter on it. Or I don't say it, I just do it. And then you get really cross at me. No, I'm like, I'm scoping the place out and trying to think how to go about it. As I'm doing that. Tactically just... marking targets. Yeah. And then, and then you just drop the helicopter. For yeah. anyone wanting to know what we're talking about, it's specifically, there's a game called Ghost Recon, which is like a, co- a co-op um, sort of mm-hmm. looter shooter type thing. And we played a lot of that, and that was we basically did. yeah, that was that was the essential. That was like a year of our life. Yeah, and, and you'd go into a new like enemy base, and Tom would just drop a fucking helicopter on him, and it would just be chaos. Functional work every and, time. No, because like sometimes the thing that we were going in to get would end up getting blown up, and then that therefore we failed the mission, had to start all over again. Listen, anyway, I'm we're not we're not talking st- about that. I'm sticking with it. It was a tactic that worked. <laughs> um, it's like a cover all at any situation until necessary, and you think. Mm, what do I do here? Drop, drop a helicopter. Sake. Simple as that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I mean, they do, like I say, they do play with the um, the video game concepts, and again, they have like some of the NPCs. Like I really liked um, the Rock's ex girlfriend. 
yeah. in this one. And like, like they got the the video game run is like amazing. Just the way she <laughs> runs up to him and then runs away from him. And like I really wanted them to like lean into that more. I want like have like broken NPCs who just keep walking into a wall over and over again. Uh, just, like stuff like that. I want like glitches in the game. It's, it's so good. Like just watching people like fall apart in like a Skyrim-esque fashion. Yeah. Exactly. Where somebody's just walking on the spot, but their feet are moving like they're doing some sort of bizarre moonwalk. Yeah. And they're that's, like, that, that's what, what can I do for you, stranger? What can I do for you, stranger? What can I do for you, stranger? But also that's one thing that I thought they were going to lean into a little bit more in this one. Because yeah. the console is visibly very, very broken at the start of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I was a bit like, oh, they're going to do some like really janky shit here. Yeah. But it, yeah, I think it, it's a shame they don't, they haven't lent into that now because given where they end up in this one, they may not get an opportunity to. But I think that, like, and again, I would love to see maybe another version of this or whatever where you did the same kind of thing, but in like a different settings and say like a fantasy setting, like a Skyrim or a Witcher type setting. Yeah. Where it's like the same kind of thing, but now it's. Well, yeah, like so, so the uh, Zathura um, is kind of the other unofficial sequel to Jumanji. It was based on a book by the same author. Yeah. Um, and in that, it's basically, it's, a, a, again, kids get, a, a board game comes to life and kids have to then play out the board game. But that one is like space-based, so it's all that okay. sci-fi stuff. Because I've never seen it and I know very, very little about it. I think so the basic just... idea is that they literally like, it's one of those oh, kids like they they go through a load of um, games to play, a load of board games, and they just move Jumanji out of the way because they're like, oh, no, 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 I don't fancy that. And, so okay. Zafura, and it's like because they're more like like the kids into space stuff, and it's one of those like he's got you know stars all over his bedroom ceiling and all that sort of stuff. Right. So you go, oh yeah, Zafura. So they pick that up because because the idea is that again. There's some sort of malevolent force, <laughs> like that's This is something this. that we really need to pick apart. By the way, this is something I want to get into. Is this some sort of cursed company? Where did this come from? Doing yeah. this? Are all of the, the 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 entities within this? Are all of the NPCs that exist within the Jumanji video game lives that have been taken by the board game? I don't know. Because uh, yeah, I don't know. Because like. Oh, mate, because the, the, the from what happens in the first one as well. The first one basically it also implies that there's an element like of time travel that you could use. Yes, because of the way it ends. So the way it ends yeah. is like it, the the game can't be completed until the next person rolls the dice or whatever. So the idea is like, to, um, Robin Williams' character gets sucked into the game, then he's stuck in there for twenty six years. Twenty six years later, they then continue and finish the game. Yeah. Then everything's, but everything's he's aged, like yeah, he's aged in that in real time. Then yeah. they can the the events of that film happen, and everything snaps back to 1969. He's back being a kid again. Yeah, and then presumably the next 26 years play out in a completely different way, and he has a completely different relationship with his father because that's what that whole film is about: is preparing the relationship with your father. Aren't all films about that? All films in the fucking 90s were. Um, <laughs> And and then they they're in like a branch timeline because they meet up with the kid characters from the rest of the movie, Kirsten Dunst and, and the other kid, and yeah. is it like and they change the course of history, but because of the game, and it's like right, that's one whole element to it. So there's some mystical elements to this whole thing, which is, again is something that I feel is missing from the new movies because it's more it's a computer game, it's technology. Yeah, it's not mysticism. Do you know what I mean? Which I feel like. Well, I think. It's not that it's a computer game that sucks it in. I think it's like the board game itself has evolved into something. Yeah, and they, they like show the, that. The malevolence that exists in there. Yeah. Um, but then to what end? I don't like, what are they, what is the, what does the board game well, it's want? Like, <laughs> it's, um, one thing that it did, did sort of remind me of is um, a bit like the mask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's this um, entity of mischief and it just wants to create chaos. Yeah. Or cause chaos, or like cause mischief, and like things that are going on. But this one's a little bit more evil in that it releases know, absolutely horrifying things onto the world. But like, is it evil, or is it like I don't think I think it might be a um a sort of 
tough parenting type because because you look at like the points that are made like the, each one of these movies has something whereby as a result of playing the game the mm. characters grow and like they, they have character growth and, and yeah. an arc so in the first one it's basically it's like the little boy learns to have more is braver Alan gets to re- he comes back out of the game after his whole experience being there 26 years and then he sees his father again who he just had an argument with and then yeah. he goes up and says I'm sorry dad and they repair their relationship and that gets sorted. In the new rock movie, the whole point is like the Breakfast Club. The nerd, nerdy characters get confidence by being put into the bodies of fucking Karen Gillan and The Rock, which would yeah. give you confidence, I think. But it's, <laughs> so it's less about like the confidence of being in the bodies because it, that's what it was for, um, like the 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 boy. I've forgotten his name. It was about it. That's what it, it was about. His sort of power fantasy that he had, yeah, as Smolder Bravestone. Whereas yeah. with the girl, it was about learning to accept herself. Yeah, exactly. And then, so but that's yeah, she could that. do all these things, but that wasn't her kick-ass abilities and everything else was just part of what her got her through. Yeah, exactly. And they, it's that the, the sort of moral at the end of that first one is, yeah, you know, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to come out of it because he says, "What if I'm not like this anymore?" She goes, "You can be like this as yeah. yourself." And if the, when you say be like this, it's not about the physical appearance; it's about being brave and having that self-confidence. Yeah. Exactly. Like and he then, wouldn't uh, have done those things without him being that character as it as it stood. Yeah, and then the nerdy, the the more popular character, so like the sorority girl, the um the cheerleader, becomes a lot more humble and a lot more real, and like and she is completely different in the next one. And the same with the jock, he's a lot it's more. Like, be nice to nerds and don't eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets he gets like the least message of yeah. of all of this. So, but, I mean, but, like, it's good. It's good because you know, like obviously obesity is a big problem. And, you know, it's like the meek shall inherit the earth uh, sort of thing. But at the same time, it's a bit of a dodgy message of don't eat cake and be nice to the nerds. I don't, I don't know if don't eat cake is the message. I think that's just funny because no. Kevin Hart blows up. No. <laughs> Look at the end of this one. Look at what happens when he comes oh, out at the end of this one. Well, yeah, with the he cake like, and he shouts, no, but that's funny. That's just funny. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> This well, is this think... is this is like a version therapy. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> so you think that, that that's going to translate into real life, and people are going to shout no to cake because they're scared they're going to blow up? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's, um, I... it's Inception. All right. That's something that I didn't take from it, but yeah. Okay. All right. Think about it. <laughs> it works exactly the same way that Inception does. It's an idea that he wasn't conscious of that's being planted in his head. It's an idea that he's come up with himself. But by that logic, then, and get people going out into the real world feel like if you play Peter Frampton, then that means that allows you to beat up a room for the guys, and suddenly you'll have that ability. Yeah, that's like, how that works, Dom. Okay. Um, I, did it, I, did, I did it today in co-op. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, so the, there's some sort of character growth in each one. So, yeah, like I say, the original one, the original rock version, the the nerdy characters get confidence. The um, popular mm-hmm. characters learn humility, essentially. And then in this last one, this most recent one, it's, it's centred around um, Danny DeVito and um, Danny Lilla and them sort of being these old guys who then reconcile and talk to each other for the first time in years. Yeah. They're the ones who have, like, the arc. But <laughs> this is a kind of a spoiler. I think I need to spoil this bit at the end. When, yeah, I think we can. Like, I okay, think the film so has been out you, long if, enough. and Yeah. If you're really interested about the story of Jumanji, then maybe go and watch it. But if you're not that bothered, then, then I just need to say this. So, the very the the big sort of emotional through line at the end of this is that Danny Glover's character decides to stay in the game because he's unwell. He, he feels like he's coming to the end of his life, which is part of the reason he reached out to Danny DeVito in the first place. Yeah. But what they decide to do, in terms, with all the body swapping and stuff going on, instead of giving that emotional moment to one of the, the, the stacked deck of actors they have, instead of giving it to The Rock or any of the others who could pass that off, instead they give it to The Horse. Yeah, which is the most bizarre choice. I can't get my fucking head around it. So he has this emotional goodbye, but Danny 
Glover's character at that point is inside a horse and is having to then get he's not he's not inside a horse he is a horse no yeah okay yeah, like, he inside is a, horse. a horse implies that he's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay right so he, at that point so he's saying goodbye and the person he's saying goodbye to is um who's it that is aquafina at that point isn't it uh yeah danny devito yeah yeah yeah, so that's Danny DeVito. So Danny DeVito is having this emotional goodbye with this, this lifelong friend of his who's about who's decided that he's going to stay in this game and he's doing it opposite. Instead, like earlier, they had, a, <laughs> they had a scene where it was The Rock and Kevin Hart playing those characters and they actually had, they gave quite a lot of pathos to the pair of them. They actually sold it really well. Yeah. But they've swapped around now to a point where they've gone, okay, at this point, Danny DeVito, Danny Glover is the horse. So this emotional goodbye where he's starting to live the rest of his life in this game is going to be delivered through a horse. Yeah, perfect. Not Karen Gillan, Dwayne Johnson, fucking Kevin Hart, anyone. You could have had anyone do that. But instead, they chose the horse. <laughs> it, is, it is bizarre. Like, there's a part of it that I'm like, oh, I get it, because, you know, again, spoilers, the horse can fly. Yeah, I know. But, but at the same time, like, like, you know, like he like has this Nick, like Nick Jonas's sport. character is a pilot. Yeah, he's called um, Seaplane. But just like it, it would, it would have been fine if they just like said, "Oh, I'm suddenly like if he'd been the Rock, he, the Rock at that point." And then he said, "Someone needs to protect this place." And I'm going to say, "But look at me, man! I've never, I've never felt we're alive. Yeah, I want to stay here forever." And the Rock could have sold that and like and like you know acted it. But instead, they have just the horse going, <laughs> and then Kevin Hart translating going. He's 75 years old and he just learned how to fly. To stay. And, like, and it's like, yeah, but you're still translating it from a fucking horse. Like, what the fuck is happening here? I don't understand this. I don't know. Like, it, honestly, <laughs> like, as it was happening, I was just, I was just completely bought in for some reason. But it's a horse. I know. It's a fucking like, horse. Like, I'm At the same that, time, like, I was like, this is, this is, I just bought into it. I was like, this is a surprisingly emotional moment. This no, is a, but, right, but, but this is. Not, would it not been a more emotional moment if it had been a human face delivering it rather than a fucking horse? I don't know. <laughs> I like animals better than I do people. To be fair, look, I know, and I get that animals can like. I'm not saying animals can't evoke emotion, but in, in this particular, very very specific <laughs> instance, horses are well known for their ability to emote. Yeah, we've all seen war horse, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, we've all seen war horse. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, they, in this particular, when you can swap bodies and you can have that character occupy any one of these very talented actors, you just said, <laughs> instead decide, no, we're not going to use any of them. We're going to use the fucking horse instead. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I it's genuinely insane, don't know, but I'm it's so, insane. so happy that they've done it just simply I, for this reaction. Yeah. It, I, just, I was just. I still can't get my head around it. Like, you could have given it to anybody. You could have given it to The Rock. You could have given it to Nick Jonas and have, him, and have any one of those characters be like, I'm going to be the protector of Jumanji from now on. But yeah. the person inside the me, you know, the person operating that avatar is Danny Glover, who's decided to do that. And they go, nope, horse. Oh, mate. Like, fucking insanity. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh. Mental, and then and it raises more questions about what happens after the game as well. Because when they come, when obviously they then all come back out of the game having completed the mission. The mission, by the way, the story in both these is kind of inconsequential. It's just about getting a jewel, getting a yeah, uh, yeah, MacGuffin. Um, in this second also, one, also one thing that... just quickly before we we do this, like one thing that I'm very aware of is that we often use the term MacGuffin, but we've never really explained it for people that aren't that familiar. That is true. And I actually got told off for that. By my oh, brother. really? So, yeah. Joe, if you're listening, I apologize. I think we were, it was one of the Star Wars ones. We just kept talking about MacGuffin and like, we assumed people knew what MacGuffin was. Okay. So a MacGuffin in film sort of vernacular, a MacGuffin is an object that's of no real importance, but is of great importance. So it's, it's just an object that drives the plot. So, yeah, so a MacGuffin like... is um, just the name for anything. So in a lot of films, they'll be like, oh, we need to get the nuclear codes. We need to get the bomb. We need to get the diamonds. We need to get this amount of money. It's all a MacGuffin. It's just something to, that serves to drive the plot along. 
yeah so is there anything where yeah it's like if the bad guys are after it and the good guys are after it but for different reasons that thing they're after is the MacGuffin yeah um so like the classic so like R2-D2 in the original Star Wars yeah good guys want him because they can help him blow up the Death Star bad guys want him to stop that and so and the entire plot is driven around everyone trying to get hold of that thing or you exactly. know Raiders of the Lost Ark every, the Nazis want to get the Ark of the Covenant Indy wants to get the Ark of the Covenant the entire yeah. plot spins off because of that yeah um and in this in these movies it's basically the mission they have because the idea is that they've got to complete the game before they can leave yeah so to complete the game of jumanji you have to get the jewel or whatever and place it back in the the statue and that's the same in the first one and in the second one yeah um And yeah, and the, the, they have villains of a sort, but they're not really much. And that's something that I think, again, they did better in the original was they had the um, the classic um, scenario where they had the villain being played by the main character's father. Yes. Which is like a classic uh, Peter Pan thing. So usually, in P- traditionally Peter Pan, you always have whoever plays um, the dad, Mr. Darling, Yeah. also plays Captain Hook. Because that's the whole point, standing up to your father and, and be- becoming your old man and all the rest of it. Yeah. And they have that, they put that element into um, the original Jumanji. They have his father, who he has a very difficult relationship with, is then the hunter who comes after him. And he then his growth is that he stands up to him at the end. Mm. They don't have any of that in these new ones. They're just completely generic. Who is Bobby Carradine or um, someone in the first one? And then in this one, they have the hound from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Rory McCann, yeah. Yeah, it's Rory McCann, and they just—they're just there. They're just a video game for them, which yeah. makes sense because it's a video game. So, <laughs> well, exactly. Like it's just—it's just a bad guy in the video yeah, game, isn't it? But so it's, there's no real sort of—they—they're no. not them themselves aren't the threat. No, um, but again, I'm given the way they leave off in this movie. I'm interested to see what they do with that going forward, um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, sorry, but the Danny Glover thing. Then they come back out of the game at the end of the movie. And they never then show us Danny Glover. We see Dan DeVito, and mm-hmm. he gets sort of, he, his story gets wrapped up because his old issue is that he retired and was kind of forcibly retired because his partner wanted to and he didn't. Yeah, and he gets a bit of a uh, finality on that. But Danny Glover, we never see again. So, did he die? No, he's 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 alive, but he's in the video game. Right, but what I mean is, when we left him, he was sat having a cup of coffee with Danny DeVito, and then he got sucked into the video game. And didn't come back out. So yeah. did is Danny DeVito sat upstairs and he wakes up and there's he looks across and Danny Glover's there and he's dead. No, because Danny Glover didn't shake the hand of Reese Darby, which means he didn't get sucked out of the game. That's what I mean. If he didn't get sucked out, that means he's still there and he he doesn't go back to his body. No, no, no. His body's gone. Well, so remember, oh, they 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 inter- they get like sucked in, don't they? Like. Oh, of course, right? Yeah. So they physically get sucked into the game, and they don't. Yeah. They don't exist. So, so from their point of view, then he just disappears in the same way that Alan Parrish disappeared. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense, I guess. But it's still, it's still fucked because like people go, yeah, what? This, this man walked into your house and never came back out again. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> yeah, and then they'll be like, <laughs> "Oh, where's Stone Turn?" He'd be like, oh, "I don't know. He just left." This well-known, locally well-known um, business owner, yeah, <laughs> walked into your house one day. And then never came back out again. No. Um, but then, like, yeah, you know, you got to talk about like the witnesses and stuff, and they'll be like, yeah. "Oh, did he? Did he? Yeah, he left after night uh, after dark." Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So then they get the the wrap up at the end, um, and there is like a nice little callback and link into the original Jumanji, which is good to see. And again, yeah, confirms, that was nice. confirms that this is the same universe because we get um. The, this sort of this restaurant that they've been arguing about the whole time that used to be run by Dan DeVito and uh, Danny Glover basically is now called Nora's and it's a restaurant they go to. He goes in, speaks to Nora, and it turns out it's Nora, as in Auntie Nora, who was the one of the main characters in the original Jumanji. He was looking after uh, the kids because the parents yeah. had died. And so, and it's the same actress playing the same part, and it links all the way back to the original Jumanji. So that's quite a nice little touch. Yeah, I thought that was a really great touch. <clears throat> um, um, I really like it. It was like the same as like in the in the uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, Jumanji was the Alan Parrish like house. 
Yeah. Because then they're like, I mean, oh, that, you built this? And he was like, no, this was here when I got it, sort of thing. Yeah, they have a line where it's, this is Alan Parrish, Parrish's house, I'm just living in it. Yeah. Which is a nice, like, yeah, that's a good way of doing it. But to me, that one's more problematic because because it's in the world of Jumanji. I'm just like, that world doesn't square up with the world that I thought Alan was in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Whereas this one, again, it raises more questions for Nora as well because in the original Jumanji, she had, like, was had taken in these two kids whose parents had died in the car crash. And then as a result of what happened to Jumanji, the parents then Alan hires their dad and tells him not to go on the trip to Canada. So he doesn't presumably die in the car crash. Yeah. So what that then means is then Nora doesn't then inherit those kids. No. And they and becomes a business owner. Yeah. Small business. And, or owner. maybe has her has her own kids or something, or that has a completely different life. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that, I want to know more about time travel, wibbly wobbly time, time, time wimey stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think we've got enough time to get into all of that today. No, but we do um, need to, to. We do need to have a serious, long form breakdown discussion about the <laughs> the malevolence of of the the game itself. Yeah, and like it's the scariness that was in that first one that they don't recapture, yeah. and it's, it's yeah. the drums. You hear the drums, and like this idea that kids are compelled to pick it up and start playing the game. Yeah. And they don't know why, but then they do. It's just like, but to me, it's like, is it malevolent or is it trying to help, help them? Kids who are in a tough spot, help them through personal growth. I think it's, I don't know how much the end result is growth always... because there's, there's lots of things in there that are going to kill them. Yes. But the end result is always personal growth. If, like if no one's died yet, <laughs> Death or personal growth. No, because no, yeah, the end result of all of them is they end up better people than they were at the beginning. Yeah. For whatever reason, whether that's repairing but the implication or of death is there throughout the whole yeah, thing. The like... Implication, but it's not <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel no, like I maybe, get it. maybe it's not malevolent. Maybe it's it's a yeah, like say a, a tough parenting type thing. It's like, go on, smoke up, Johnny. That kind of thing, and then they'll never smoke again. <laughs> maybe. Oh, that's my dude. theory that's my that's... head cannon i've okay. thought about this too much so i need to get out of this house yeah, write write an essay we all need to like me and the readers all need to see this Dom. so you, you know that meme of um charlie day with the crazy wall yeah the every wall. wall every wall in my house is like that now excellent <laughs> this is exactly what i need to happen right now like i need to escape lockdown by reading a long-form discussion of your critical analysis and breakdown of Jumanji as not only as a franchise but as a theology as a concept as a, as a concept, as a concept as a philosophy like, what, what is the which, what is the god so like Loki the god of mischief was the god behind the mask what god is behind Jumanji yeah how can we how can we how does this fit into the pantheon yeah exactly <laughs> like in 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 what, <laughs> in what theological aspect does a deity allow a concept of Jumanji to exist. Like a <laughs> cruel, cruel no, that, God allows no, that. Well, that what you, I'm going to remember that. That's going to be the title of my, of my thesis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want it. And I want it on my desk. It's going to be Where? 600 pages Someday. long. It will be bound. That's oh. fine. I want it bound in human hide. <laughs> no, it'll be bound and it will look like the Jumanji board game. It will be like okay. wood. Like, Perfect. Also, I've um, got a set. Of, there's a video that I'm going to send you of somebody who makes a Jumanji board game. Oh, they've done it as a like an actual official replica. You can buy it. Yeah, but this guy's like legitimately. Was well, he done one where the, where the pieces the move and stuff? Yes. Oh, it must be magnets. Oh, it must be it, microchips. It is magnets. Yeah, it kind of wraps it up. It kind of wraps it up. One last thing I want to say is we should probably talk about the post credits. Yes. So it's not when I say post credits is literally right after the first like two credits come up. It's just directed by based on and then there's an, uh, yeah. another. Also, scene. yeah, Larry uh, Lawrence Castan's other son. Yeah. Which is a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then they have this other scene, which is kind of them circling all the way back around to the point that I was making about the differences between this and the original. So they have essentially someone comes into the house where their guys have been playing and starts and goes across to touch or do something with the games console with the Jumanji game in it. 
It yeah. then smash cuts to the guys where we last left them at the diner, and then an ostrich runs past. And, and then, then another. Back. And then, and then many, another. many, 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 many ostrich run past. Exactly, which is the reference to earlier in the, in the um, film where they were chased by a massive herd of ostriches. Yeah. Um, so they are finally now circled but right back around to the original Jumanji concept of the game coming into the real world. Yeah. And they've now arrived back at that, having done these, these last two movies mainly set in the world of Jumanji. Now it's going to be in the real world, but the computer game is coming, into the, <laughs> coming out of, of in the real world. Yeah. And that's something I'm excited to see. Yeah, do you know what would be amazing is if they got the actual, so The Rock, Jack Black, yeah, Kevin exactly Hart, and Carrigan all to turn up, but actually playing their own characters. Exactly, and that's exactly what I think they will do. So I think that it's going to be like, it'll be like the Buzz Lightyear scenario, yeah. where they're, they're computer game characters in the real world and don't understand how the real world works. Yeah. And they're just like, all he is is smolder bravestone, and he, all he knows how to do is punch people. And it's like the Thor, like fish out of water type thing. Yeah. And then their their counterparts, the the teenagers, then have to sort of team up with them and try and guide them through the real world. Yeah. And so and yeah, that that's what I think the third one will be. Which the third one's inevitable, given the amount of money these ones make. Yeah. Um, and I'm totally down for it. Same. So so down. Can't wait. Like genuinely, can't wait for yeah. it now. It's kind of like in, in a weird way. Like it reminds me of the same way I felt about the last uh, Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Because the last draft part was like it was fine for what it was, and like there were bits of it I liked, bits of it I didn't like. But it's set up for the last, for, at the end, for the next one, <laughs> got me really excited. Yeah, that was what I was like, right? That's the movie I thought this was going to be. Show me that. <laughs> oh, right at the very end. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that I'm really excited for. Um, more of The Rock, more of Karen Gillan. I think Karen Gillan's great in these as well, and it's sort of it's made her a proper star. Yeah, um, and then now between this about, and Guardians and like the Avengers yeah, I think stuff. well, yeah, the thing with Guardians, the problem that she had with Guardians is that she's like unrecognizable in Guardians. Yeah, people don't even realize it's the same person. Whereas with this, she gets to be you know, and now they're talking about apparently they're going to be doing a reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean with her being the lead. Oh, really? Yeah, which would be interesting. I think that I think that could actually work really well. Mm. Um, and someone's already made the point that um, in the first Pirates of the Caribbean, Zoe Saldana was in it. Yeah, um, and they could go. Well, why don't you get her to come back and play the same character, and they can team up again, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, cool! With, and that was like, yes, that's a great idea. Like t- two female um, pirates running a ship. Yeah, kicking ass. I'm like, yes, do that. Sisters, <laughs> like rival sisters. I don't know if you could make them rival sisters without. Yeah, not in no. <laughs> why? Um, it. It would require a lot of explanation, put it that way. Fine. Just remember what Kevin Hart said in this. So what did he say? So he said, we, we're, we're brothers and we got sisters. We got different mothers. Was that Kevin Hart, the famous eunuch? Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. But yeah, I think that kind of ramps it up, really. Like, he does. I think, well, to be honest, I think we got a lot more out of this than I was expecting. Yeah. Partly because I've thought about it too much. It's fine. Like we need this thought in all of our all episodes like this from now on. Like this is it. Hard critical analysis. We don't answer any questions. We just raise more. Then we leave them with the readers and then we make them upset, probably a bit sad, and then we go and then we do it another week. I just love Jumanji. I just wish they hadn't called it Jumanji. Yeah. Like I I don't have the same sort of attachment to it. But um, um, I don't have the same sort of attachment to Yeah, because by the time it came out in 1995, you were already a jaded, cynical adult, weren't you? You already... <laughs> no, well, yeah. I was all of 10 years old. Oh, yeah, you were, you were well over it by then. I was well past it. I was into yeah. boobs and guns by then. Exactly, yeah. But um, I, I miss the days when the kids film was scared the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> the kid turns into a fucking monkey. That's terrifying. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant he's, he's crying and he goes what are you scared he said no the reason he's crying is because he's got a fucking tail coming out of his ass and it hurts <laughs> yeah <laughs> what happens in that movie that's the fucking movie that we're talking about <laughs> yeah it's so much darker than I remember exactly anyway, right we, we've spoken about this too much I darkness. need to go because I'm desperate for the toilet no pants uh, 
<laughs> Continue darkness. Oh, so... The absence of light. <laughs> Let's. I'm going to watch Lego Batman now. After <laughs> I've been to the toilet. Okay, right. I'll let you go. Um, right. right sorry, thanks, is. thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll see you on the next one, wherever it ends up being. It could be anything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this it's was fucking, it's, it's fucking chaos. This it's we were going to watch Little Women, and then we ended up watching Jumanji. So good luck. So if anyone finds that Little Women is available for rent, let us know. Yeah, because then we'll do it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it outside at any other point of like once it's available to rent, we'll do it from there. But um, we have to buy it at the moment, and we're not really that fussed about buying. So yeah, right. I'll see you later, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Bye, readers. Love you. What do you mean? What, what, what do you mean wine isn't vodka poured into Ribena? What are you talking about? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, they, make it in, they, make, they make it in France. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's called Ribena. <laughs> so from the French Ribena. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. Listen, I, mean, I just I know oh. what I like, and that's wine, all right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> when can I go back to Weatherspoons? <laughs> Look, I tried the app, but they said I was too far away.